Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. Morning. So today from Psalm 27, um, I was thinking about verse 1 where it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I was thinking about how, um, you know, life, whether we're Christian or not, is going to present us with all kinds of challenges. And um, there's a lot of cause to be fearful and to be afraid. And I think the question is going to be, who are we going to turn to in the midst of the fear and the challenges? And I think for David, you know, he's really able to say with so much confidence that it's the Lord that's his light and salvation and stronghold. And I think when we hear it, that we all know that, wow, that that's where we all want to be at, where we can say the same thing, that the Lord is our light and salvation and stronghold. But how do we get there? And um, I think from what we know of David, um, it's because he cultivated his confidence in God through repeated experiences of God delivering him and answering his cry for help. And, you know, for us, there's really going to be no other way also. You know, it's going to mean, um, well, there's just basically no shortcuts. And it's going to require that we face into challenges and actually place our trust in God. And that's going to be risky. And um, I think recently I've really been seeing that happen as people take steps of faith to go out on church plants. And, you know, it, it is risky because they have to talk to their parents. They, you know, have to talk to their work. They're, you know, there's potential that they may not be able to work remotely for their current company. So they're going to have to look for jobs. And, you know, in those ways, I really see them, you know, taking risks and um, being forced. Well, they're placing themselves in a situation where they're forced to depend on God. And, um, and so, I really see that happening in their lives, and in that way, um, they bank their life on God, and they're trying to do something to honor God in their life and by going out to a church plant. And so I think that's what we see in David. He has such confidence in God because of that. And, um, you know, I was thinking about how, what are the things that we can do to cultivate our confidence in God, similar to what David does? And I think he, he actually... Um, lists out several things. In verse 4, he says, he dwells in the house of the Lord, and he aspires to dwell in the house of the Lord. So he spends time in the temple. And that probably means he's praying, he's reading God's word in the temple, he's being reminded of who God is. And then in verse 6, it says, he offers sacrifices with shouts of joy and sings and makes melody to the Lord. So he's praising God and he's thanking him and he's taking time to identify the ways that God has provided for him. And he's actually taking the time to thank God for that. And then in verse eight, it says he seeks his face. And, you know, that's going to mean that he, he is praying and he's reading God's word. So in all of these ways, he's cultivating, you know, his confidence in God through um, pursuing, you know, each of these things. I think the part that um, stuck out for me in David's life or in this psalm is really towards the end in verse 14, where he says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. And um, as Alan said, there's a lot of ways he responds in, in confidence. And I think waiting is one of those because I think it's really hard to wait, wait on God to respond. And I personally am such an impatient person, like at 
the grocery store. I'm such a maximizer trying to find the fastest lane. And so it's kind of nice during COVID that there's just one lane and everyone has to queue up and then you kind of get sorted out, you know, that, that really helps relieve a lot of stress for me. But but just that kind of personality I have where I'm impatient, really wanting things to move. And so what, what's the alternative though, if I'm not going to wait is I'm going to seize, I'm going to grab, I'm going to try to make way for myself uh, to get things done. And I think that's really um, something we don't see David do, but I see in myself. And why is that? Because I'm so confident in myself, think I can do it. Think very, It's very sort of this heroic image that I have. And I'm going to take matters into my own hands and it's seizing and grabbing and make whatever efforts that I can to secure myself. Because the waiting sort of accentuates our anxieties and our fears. And when they're not met and we're not relieved of those things, we're going to go and try to solve that for ourselves. But we see here David who's besieged by his enemies and in a quite fearful situation. And yet what does he do? I want to make the note that he's not passively sitting there. He's very active, as Ellen mentioned, many things he does. But I think in like verse uh, four and eight, where he wants to, one thing he asks of the Lord, so he's praying, he's seeking in his word and prayer. In verse eight, seek my face. My heart says to your face, Lord, do I seek? So he's earnestly turning to God for hope. And I think that's the other part of waiting is that waiting requires that we hope and we hope that God would deliver. And as Ellen said, there's a lot that he's trustworthy, uh, to, that God is trustworthy so we can hope. And I was thinking of that picture in Lord of the Rings and the two towers when uh, you know, Helm's Deep is being besieged by the Urukai and uh, Theoden the king, he's tempted to flee and run away. And Aragorn reminds him, he goes, no, there, there's hope, there's Gandalf. Remember what Gandalf said, you know, wait for me in three days time at the dawn of light, I will come. And and what happens is the Rohirrim come with Gandalf and they wipe out everybody, right? And I think uh, in a way that's often how God does work. It's it, when we are sort of at the end of our rope and we're fearful and we're, he calls us to wait and trust in him. And it's in those moments when we develop those spiritual muscles because we end up trusting in God, even when it's fearful, and then we see God really responding and carrying us through. Just like Ellen said, I think a lot of people are taking different steps of faith, whether you're staying or going, and it requires that kind of trust and not giving into our fears and seizing for ourselves. So really challenged um, and by David's response and just a life of faithfulness and perseverance over the years. All right. Bye, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.